At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Just there looking scary. All right. Tonight on Rams Showcase, the Los Angeles Rams say aloha. Plus, the Coliseum doesn't see the blue and yellow uniforms until when? And later, the return of fan quesos. Next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys today. And you guys can follow me on social media at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Try to be pretty simple here. So, i uh, got a pretty awesome show for you guys, and uh, first of all, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to me, because I'm back now, and we're going to be going to our regular schedule of Wednesday nights, which is tonight, unless you're hearing me on Thursday, and then this was out yesterday, and you, you're, you're kind of behind a little bit, so make sure you guys get on there for uh, Ram Showcase Weekly again. And I do apologize, uh, my work schedule got a little bit crazy there for a minute, but uh, I, I think we're back on track. I think I got my time back, guys, so just in time for the regular season. Uh, tonight we got a lot of stuff for you guys, though. Uh, first, we're going to look at, uh, first of all, this Raiders game that we didn't even preview because I was not here, and we'll, t- we'll kind of talk about some players in that one. Um, it's the first preseason game, so I'm not going to go too obnoxious into that one. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about this upcoming game against the Dallas Dallas Cowboys that's going to be played in Hawaii. And uh, again, back to regular schedule. I, I'm just reading my notes now. Um, so I, I know I said that already, but we are, we are back to the regular schedule. I've missed you guys. I've missed sitting here talking about the Rams. And I'm, I'm very, very happy to be back. I'll tell you that much. Um, one quick announcement before I head into some news and stuff like that is the fact that uh, The Good Old Days was published. And if you guys have not watched it yet, first of all, shame on you and you're dead to me. But it's not too late. You guys can go check out The Good Old Days on YouTube, on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Make sure you guys just search Ram Showcase on your uh, on, on the YouTube, as my dad would say, and uh, find that one. And there's a lot of videos on there. Um, a decent amount of videos at least, but, uh, these features is something that I started this, this off season and I honestly, I'm loving it. And the first one, which was called they'll be back. Uh, most of you guys have seen that one, or at least a a, a good portion of you guys have seen that one. If not, go ahead and check it out. But I will say, uh, I, I am my own worst critic and I will absolutely say the good old days. I'm mad proud of it. I think it came out really, really strong. And overall, I would say it's a, it's just a really awesome video. It's about 10 minutes long. And to uh, sum it up for you guys, um, the Rams right now are awesome. And it's really fun to be a Rams fan. So uh, I recommend going to check that out. It starts back in 2009, which if you guys remember, was not the dopest of years to be a Rams fan. But today is really awesome to be a Rams fan. We just played in the Super Bowl. We're one of the best offenses in the league. And it's uh, it's a big old blasty blast right now, so make sure you guys check that out. And I think it ends really cool. And I personally, I've watched it probably uh, a couple dozen times, probably. And uh, every time at the very end, I still get excited. You know, I'm still like uh, I'm amped up to watch some more Rams football 
which was the best thing ever to have some Rams football uh, this last weekend against the, the Oakland Raiders. Of course, no touchdowns have been scored by the Los Angeles Rams since the NFC Championship game, but these games... It's okay. I don't care about the scores in these games. Uh, I know it was 3-14 to 14 because I watched it, but couldn't tell you any scores from last year. I could tell you every score from the regular season and playoffs, but couldn't tell you any of the preseason scores from last year. So, uh, of course, these games don't really matter that much, but we can get certain things out of them. And, and the scores and, and, and all that stuff, that's not what we can take away from these games. What we can take away from these games is who's performing well, who's really, you know, fighting for those roster spots, and and, and how are they doing? How, you know, how's, how's it coming? So, um, yeah, I mean, we got some some pretty cool stuff to see. We'll, we'll dig into that and, and kind of some things that you guys can watch out for this weekend when the Rams take on the Dallas Cowboys. That game will be televised on NFL Network, so I know some of you guys weren't able to watch the Raiders game, uh, especially you guys outside of the Los Angeles market. But uh, this game will be on NFL Network, so make sure you guys catch that live. That happens at 7 o'clock in Los Angeles time. Of course, the game is not being played in Los Angeles. It's just 7 LA time. Um, Todd Gurley, running back, is not expected to even travel with the team to Hawaii. So that's kind of an interesting uh, little tidbit for you guys, but nothing of concern. Um, this is something that I said for, for the time that I was here during the offseason, is that I wasn't really going to buy into any of the Todd Gurley stuff until I knew something concrete. And all signs are pointing to that he's fine. They just kind of put him on a specialized plan because they did run him really hard last year and did need to bring in C.J. Anderson at the end of the year and didn't bring C.J. Anderson back this year. So, you know, D Daryl Henderson coming in and, and keeping, you know, Malcolm Brown, I think that helps. But uh, ultimately, I think Todd Gurley's fine. I just don't think he's going to have as much touches as he, as we're used to seeing him have and like he did last year. So I'm not sure if I would say a slow start or, you know, don't, don't pick him up in fantasy, anything like that. Uh, I, I just think that it's going to be a little bit more, more you know, like toned down, but I still think Todd Gurley's Todd Gurley and, uh, that should be fine. So I, I think we're going to be good. Um, next up, we got the, uh, the, the Rams announced their uniform schedule, and this is always an exciting thing for me because, uh, well, I, I keep up with the uniform stuff, uh, as far as what the Rams are wearing, and, and I personally, I try to match what they're wearing on the field all the time, and it's just kind of like a superstition thing for me with my custom Sheriff Joe Bags jerseys and stuff. I just got a new one. I just ordered it, by the way, and I'll, I'll explain why. I'll explain that. Don't worry. I'll feed you baby birds, but... Um, uh, so we got, uh, the Monday night football game, the Ravens at the Rams on November 25th is going to be the Rams only color rush game. We did see last year that the Rams wore the color rush uniforms two times, but we will not see that this year. Uh, last year it was against the 49ers as well as the Chiefs, but only one this time. And it's on Monday night football against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and this is kind of interesting. Uh, the Rams were only wearing the throwback blue and yellow jerseys uh, just five times this year, and that's kind. It seems a little low, but so we get uh, five times of the the blue and yellow, the regular throwback style uniforms, and then one of the the color rush uniforms. But the rest of them were in the white. We're in the the white horned helmets with the the uh, white uniform, white pants, one blue stripe down the sides. That's that's kind of what we're seeing there. The Coliseum, you guys in Los Angeles going to the home games. You guys will not see the blue and yellow throwback style uniforms until week 11. That is so late, it seems like. But uh, even the Rams, I think they're wearing their their throwback blue and yellow uh, at Carolina in week one. So that's kind of one, one of them. But we know that the Rams like to wear white at home early in the season because Los Angeles, you guys, you guys are there. You guys know it's warm in Los Angeles. It's warm everywhere right now. It's about a billion degrees in Colorado. Actually, it's a uh, 79, but my poor little Colorado body makes it feel like it's a billion degrees out here. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the, the uniform stuff that we got going. Um, we do know some things as far as the uniforms for next season. We have kind of gotten a, a few leaks as far as information goes. And it's actually been so long that I don't even remember if I talked about that on the last episode. Let me check my notes real fast. Uh, no, it doesn't look like I mentioned that at all. So 
this, this information, I probably got this information after that show. That's why I probably didn't talk about it. But we do know that the color scheme will be some kind of combination of blue and yellow. This is per Kevin Demoff, Rams COO. I'm not just giving you guys just random information. There will be, it will be a combination of blue and yellow. We don't know what that combination is for sure. If I personally had to take a guess, I would say it would be like the current style blue, the darker blue with the old school style yellow. Uh, Kevin Demoff is quoted as saying, you know, it's, it's going to be a modern take on a classic. And that's kind of what I would assume would be a modern take on a classic. Uh, we also know that we're getting a new logo next year. So that snail, style logo that uh, most of you guys are not fans of i found out i love it because it just represents my team so it could be anything and it represents the guys that i watch and the team that i love with my entire heart so it doesn't matter to me what it looks like but kevin demoff is also quoted saying that this new logo is going to be something that we've never seen before uh, so what I kind of took that as and my interpretation of that, you guys can disagree with me. You guys can agree with me. You guys can let me know at Sheriff Joe Bags on, on Twitter, uh, if you guys agree with me or not, but I'm kind of thinking it's going to be a front facing Ram because that's something we've never seen before. And, you know, we've got the, this new style, which the people have, have lovingly referred to as the snail and the old style, which is more realistic uh, kind of like that skeleton looking thing. That's that's awesome. I love that logo, but we've never done the front facing logo. And I think for kind of some symmetry, I think that that's something that they would do. Of course, I know there's somebody listening to me right now going, they better not take the horns off the helmet. And if you're thinking that you're insane, the Rams are never going to get rid of the horn on the helmet. That is going to stay for a very, very long time. And I'm assuming the horns will also return to the uniform on the sleeves. That's an assumption. I don't have any basis off of that. I just, I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's something that the, the team is going to want to do. Well, let's take a look at some transactions. Really only one, and this is not even important. I, I, I kind of argued with myself whether I should even say this or not, but I know that there's going to be some people out there that are kind of curious as to what's going on at the punter position in the preseason. Uh, the Rams signed punter Brock Miller and he's just here for the preseason. I uh, He will be cut after the preseason. I'm not going to say that he might be or anything like that. He's absolutely going to be cut after the preseason, so uh, just keep that in your heads. And uh, this is mainly just to give uh, Hecker, honestly, a little bit of a break. And Brock Miller, he, he kind of bounces all over the place because he's one of the very few left-footed punters that the NFL has. So it kind of puts just a different spin on the ball, and it helps people in practice. Like, he really gets signed so that he can practice for the week with a team that's facing a left-footed punter. That's, like, something that happens to this guy regularly. Uh, I've heard that he is starting his own business. He's actually uh, creating an app with his father, and punting random weeks to help other teams practice is kind of something, somewhat of a side job for Brock Miller, uh, but nothing too crazy there. It's time to go under the ridgetop. It is time for one of our newer segments that we started on our last episode, and this is something that absolutely will continue, and we call it under the ridgetop, as you guys have heard, because uh, Paul came in and told you guys. So this is under the ridgetop, and what we're going to do for this one is um, I don't have any fallers for you guys. I'm going to give you guys some risers. Some risers from the first preseason game against the Oakland Raiders. I watched this game, obviously I watched it, um, but I have watched it a few times, and there was a couple people that stood out to me. None of these names should surprise you if you watched the game. If you watched the game and how it unfolded and, and some players who were playing well, I'm not going to blow your mind. I'm not going to pick out somebody that just, you know, was kind of under the radar and just kind of didn't didn't necessarily, you know, jump off to, to most people. All of these guys that I'm going to list off for you guys did an awesome job and played well. And here they are. So first of all, we got safety Taylor Rapp, the rookie, the Rams first pick in the draft. Uh, this is this shouldn't come as any kind of surprise to any of you guys. Uh, Taylor Rapp is good enough probably to start on most teams. I would say behind John Johnson and Eric Weddle is a good spot for him uh, to sit on the bench for the Los Angeles Rams. But he played very well. He was very instinctive. He, he recovered really well. 
uh, tracked the ball well, strong tackler. I saw no issues with Taylor Rapp. And, of course, it is his rookie season. If he does get some more playing time, then I'm sure we'll see a couple of instances here and there where he, you know, does the, the rookie mistake. Uh, but it didn't happen against the Raiders. And I think so far, I mean, he's looking he's looking fine. And, you know, it's kind of understood that with where Eric Weddle is at in his career, that Taylor Rapp will come in probably next year and be a starter Uh, That's at least probably the plan uh, for drafting a safety uh, with your first pick when you have two really, really strong safeties. Two guys, Eric Weddle's absolutely going to the Hall of Fame, and John Johnson, the way that he's playing, if he can keep up this level of play for his entire career, I mean, he's looking at a Hall of Fame bid as well. Uh, Next up, I have quarterback Blake Bortles. And Bortles, I mean, obviously we know what he's done in his past, and he's kind of had some struggles, but let's not forget... That Blake Bortles took the Jaguars to the AFC Championship game and has never played for a coach like Sean McVay. I think that if uh, if if Jared Goff, unfortunately, if something happened and he went down, I would absolutely feel confident with Blake Bortles. Not that Blake Bortles would come in and necessarily play better or anything like that, but I think the offense could still move with Blake Bortles throwing the ball. He had some very strong placement on some of these balls did not get a lot of help from his wide receivers I'll say that much Uh, but overall I thought he looked really calm I thought he looked you know confident in what he was doing and really put the put the football in a really good spot Uh, next up quarterback John Wolford and Wolford you guys might remember him Uh, I remember him very well from the AAF because I watched the crap out of that league I watched every single game that the AAF put out I watched it and uh, you know, Wolford was on the, the Arizona Hot Shots, who were one of the better teams in the AAF, and I think a big part of that was because of him. So, uh, Wolford comes in, and he's really sitting at the QB4 spot behind Brian, uh, Brandon Allen, and he played really well, looked really confident and calm. See, Brandon Allen did not look calm to me. He would be a guy I'd put on the fallers, but we played the first preseason game, so I'm not ready to, to nail anybody to the wall just yet. Don't worry, guys. That's coming, but not yet. Uh, but John Wolford, I thought he did he did an awesome job. Uh, they call him the Wolf the wolf of Ball Street, if you watched the game. That was what uh, Nate Burleson called him, and I'm totally on board for it. The Wolf of Ball Street. I'm, I'm good with it. Uh, my last one here is wide receiver Simba Webster. Simba Webster was absolutely all over the place, and he looked he looked like he was hungry, and that's what I like to see. Uh, unfortunately for the wide receiver room for the Los Angeles Rams, very full, very full room. I mean, there's four guys that are locked in. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Josh Reynolds, they are locked in. There is no way they are not making this roster or something's going to happen with them. Uh, but... There's a whole bunch of guys who are fighting for a spot. Simba Wa- Webster, I keep wanting to call him Simba Walker. Uh, Simba Webster absolutely helped his case uh, for making the making the roster in this game. So I'm really interested to see if that continues. Um, that was all from last week. Uh, the 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 risers from last week. We had four, the four of them again. Those are Taylor Rapp, Blake Bortles, John Wolford, and Simba Webster. Uh, but we're looking at this next game, all right? So we got some guys to, to keep an eye on, and I, I usually call this segment my, my my three to see, but there's kind of more than three in this one, but you guys will see how that unfolds. So my first of the three to see is quarterback Blake Bortles once again. And uh, Bortles looked calm, collected, placed the ball well. You know, he's, he's really locked in at the quarterback two spot, but can he keep it going? You know, that's what I want to see. I want to see that continued success. I don't want to see him just kind of you know, he plays well for for a game, then he kind of, you know, then then the next game maybe he's not putting the ball where it needs to be, and, and this is going to be a little bit of a weird week, and it's it's hard to judge based on this next game because it is like a road game for both teams and a lot of distractions with that travel and, and playing in uh, Hawaii and everything, but uh, I want to see if Bortles can keep that, keep that going and, and see if he can keep placing that ball really well. Uh, next up is running back Daryl Henderson. Henderson is expected to have a bigger workload this week than he did in the first preseason game and could absolutely show us who he really is and and where he deserves to be on the death chart. So right now on the unofficial death chart, 
Uh, Daryl Henderson is actually listed as the fourth running back behind Todd Gurley, behind Malcolm Brown, behind Justin Davis. So Daryl Henderson, absolutely. He's still out here trying to prove some stuff. But one thing I'll let you guys know, and this is something I've said before, absolutely, is the Los Angeles Rams do not utilize rookies that much under Sean McVay. It just doesn't happen. The The rookie year for most guys for the Rams, uh, especially under since we've had McVay as our head coach, uh, that rookie season is almost like a red shirt season. It's you sit on the bench, you learn the game, you learn the playbook, you learn what it's like to be there. And then the year after, then you can kind of start going. So this is what we're seeing, you know, with uh, Noteboom and, and Brian Allen starting on the offensive line. And then, you know, uh, there's guys like, like Sebastian Joseph Day has a chance to win the defensive tackle spot. And, and you know, that's kind of just the the process that the Los Angeles Rams have taken is, is get them in the building. We don't need starters we, we we entered the draft without needing to fill any any major roles so so that that red shirt rookie season is something that absolutely helps but daryl henderson he can be a guy that can can break into to the the actual you know the the active players on game day and and provide that kind of spark on the offensive side of the football so uh, that's what I'm looking for in this one. Can he show us that he needs to be one of the one of the guys that's active on Sunday and not sitting on on the sideline in street clothes? Because most rookies do that. Most Rams rookies have to sit on the sideline wearing beanies and hoodies and stuff. Well, I guess t-shirts and and and, and ball caps. I guess for for the Los Angeles people, me in Colorado, it's not it's football season is is uh, hoodies and hoodies and beanies for sure. Uh, my last one here, my three to see, is the entire secondary. Uh, we know that the Rams' starting secondary is one of the best in the league. That can only mean so much if your depth just doesn't exist at all. If one guy goes out and now you just have a glaring weakness, can they continue their success this week against guys like Mike White and Cooper Rush? Those are two um, backup quarterbacks for the Dallas Cowboys, and the Cowboys, they, they, they'll play their starters. They don't care. So that's why, like, uh, that's another big reason why these scores don't matter is because the Rams aren't going to play any starters in the preseason. They didn't last year and won the NFC. So that's obviously a formula that did something right. And we entered the season extremely healthy last year and we're able to win the NFC. So we're not going to see them again. The Dallas Cowboys probably are going to play some players of uh, some starters uh, most teams still are doing that. I kind of expected that that because of what the Rams did last year and the success that they had, that some other teams might pull back on having their starters play. Like we know that Andrew Luck is probably not playing, but that's because of injury. Like if he wasn't hurt, he'd probably be in there. So uh, it hasn't really taken off yet. But I bet that if the Rams went to the Super Bowl again after not playing any starters, that next year we could probably see some. Maybe they think it's like kind of some anomaly or or whatever. So there are your three to see. We're also going to take in this under the ridge top segment. We're going to look at some position battles real quick. Something to just kind of keep an eye on while you're watching the game. When you're kicking back at 7 p.m. on NFL Network watching the Rams and Cowboys play. Uh, some some names to keep an eye on. So uh, as, at the linebacker position, we're looking at Micah Kaiser versus Bryce Hager. It looks like Hager is really in the lead for that inside linebacker spot. But I will not consider Micah Kaiser out of the running just yet. I think Micah Kaiser is an extremely strong player and can absolutely help the Rams against the run, which has always kind of been his specialty throughout his career. Now you go back to his like Virginia days, very strong against the run. Uh, so I think that that's something that, I mean, obviously the Rams needed some more of that last year. Uh, so, so I'm interested to see how that works. But Hager, Hager has been with the Rams for quite a while now and I think he's in a he's in a good spot to be able to you know have that experience and and enter the starting role with with that experience and he's he's played plenty on this defense defensive side of the football he's come in here and there but uh, his his ticket really has been earned on the on the special team side with with Coach Bones at the defensive tackle spot we're actually uh, I don't have a, a for sure answer on this one I'm going to say that there's one guy that's ahead but I don't think that it's really that far. Um, we're looking defensive tackle, nose tackle spot vacated by Indomitian Sue, who is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. But we're looking at Tanzel Smart 
versus Greg Gaines versus Sebastian Joseph Day, or SJD, as I like to call him. So uh, we're looking at these guys. Greg Gaines looks like he is in the lead and could be a rookie starter for the Rams, which is would be the first time we saw that under Sean McVay. He has never started a rookie, especially week one coming in and just you're you're in now. You're in, man. But like, you know, we saw John Johnson come in uh, in his rookie year, but he didn't start the, the season. Mo Alexander started that season. So uh, so Greg Gaines looks like he absolutely has a chance. Tanzel Smart looks a little bit smaller to me than he did the last year. Uh, and Sebastian Joseph Day, I've heard some really, really good things about him in camp. But I'm in, I'm in Colorado. I, I, I'm not at camp. I, I went to Broncos camp one day. That was kind of cool. Um, side note, I guess, it's a Flacco looks sloppy and they couldn't catch a football, man. It was, I was like sitting there wearing my Rams gear and I'm like, oh man, yikes. <laughs> it's like, if you guys want to meet us in February, you guys are going to have to be better. Um, they didn't like that. The fans didn't. Anyway, uh, next up, we're looking at the quarterback three spot, QB three. Who is it going to be? It's going to be either Brandon Allen or John Wolford. And I really think that Wolford's going to win that spot. I think Brandon Allen, you know, uh, the, the Jags backup quarterbacks, that is kind of what we have except for Wolford here. Uh, Brandon Allen and, and Blake Bortles having been previously members of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, Wolford, I think, is absolutely equipped to win that spot. And I think by the end of preseason, we will see Brandon Allen get his slip. But we are going to do our predictions after the third preseason game. Uh, maybe, well, I don't know. Time-wise, we might not have be, be able to put it out before or after the fourth preseason game. So we'll probably do that after after that Broncos game and kind of I'll give you guys my cut predictions and, and everything. But I fully anticipate that I'm going to add Brandon Allen to that list unless he does something against, you know, Dallas and Denver. That's that's awesome. And and it's like, oh, wow, he really he does need to be here. Like if we if we have two quarterbacks go down, we need to have Brandon Allen. That's it's also not that big of a position of worth. I mean, if you're going down to your third string quarterback, you got some you got some other problems. You, may, you might want to look at your offensive line if you're down to your third string quarterback. So. Uh, and then uh, almost the entire second string offensive line. None of these guys are jumping out. And, uh, you know, we did we did get the rookies on on the, the edges there for the for both tackles um, uh, blanking names right now, which is not good. But uh, they, they both actually played really well. I was actually pretty pleased with that. They look like they're pretty solid. The interior, the, the second string interior offensive line is rough, though. I will definitely say that they did not look like they were really organized. And that's something I want to see progress because the Rams have had, you know, knock on wood, they've had incredible luck with, uh, with injuries, uh, on the entire roster, but especially on the offensive line. So, uh, with that being said, I mean, if, if, if somebody like Noteboom or Allen or, uh, or Blythe were to go down, I, I, I lose a lot of confidence after that, uh, as far as the, our backups on the offensive line go. There's not a lot of depth there. Uh, but again, these guys are very young and I mean, people can get better. They, they can progress. So that's what I'm looking for. You know, a, a, a bad player doesn't just stay bad his entire career. They can, they absolutely can, but with the right coaching and everything, you guys can, they can absolutely get better. So, so I'm not, I mean, as long as we stay healthy, it's, it doesn't even matter if, if the, if no one gets hurt, this conversation is, is pointless and we didn't even need to talk about it. But you never know. And it's the NFL. It's a violent game. So so we'll hopefully not need to, to do that. So uh, next up here, uh, we got uh, who absolutely has to have a good game to secure a roster spot or at least help in the chances of getting a roster spot. And I've got some names here. Some of these names you guys are going to know. Um, I, I'm actually deleting some names right now of guys that I don't think are even worthy of talking about. Uh, I don't think they really have necessarily a chance. Uh, they're here for the preseason. I'm fully convinced. I'm not even telling you their names because if they're listening to me, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to hurt football players feelings because, uh, they're bigger than me and that's how I can't be good for anybody. So let's take a look here. Got a couple of wide receivers for you. These two guys are going to need to do something in the preseason to make sure that they can stick around. And that's Kaderil Hodge and Jojo Natson. Natson was the Rams punt returner and kick returner last year, but he has not been able to help on the offensive side of the football. So if, if somebody else can and also can return at least 
almost as good as Jojo Natson, then his roster spot is absolutely in jeopardy because he's just not as versatile as somebody else. As far as Kaderil Hodge, Hodge, I like Hodge a lot, but I think that Mike Thomas appears to be, you know, in the lead behind Reynolds, uh, behind that, those, those top four. And I'm not sure the Rams will go with six wide receivers into the season. I bet they only go with five. So it looks like Mike Thomas could be in the lead there. If I had, if I had to pick one, I would say Hodge. I like Hodge. Um, Jojo Natson, I also am a fan of. Um, and the other name that I had here, I just don't think he's going to make it. I'll tell you guys the one name. Um, and that's just because he's kind of, it has to be said, is, is, is Austin Prohl. I don't think Austin Prohl is going to make this roster, but if he can, you know, he has been put in, the Rams put him in at punt returner and stuff like that. If, if he can make a name for himself there, he has a chance, but I just don't see it happening. Uh, cornerback Ramon Richards, he did actually look pretty strong, but I'm going to need to see more from him. You know, the, the Rams aren't playing, you know, Aqib Tlaib, who's kind of been dealing with a, with a minor injury, nothing really concerning. Marcus Peters obviously isn't going to play in the preseason. Neither is Nikel Roby Coleman. And even Troy Hill was sat, uh, sat down against the Raiders. So I think they're really trying to figure out the depth at that position. Ramon Richards helped himself, but I want to see a little bit more. And then we got a whole bunch of linebackers here that aren't, they, they just, they just aren't developing into what I or probably some of you guys expected. So first of all, uh, Travin Howard, he's just not, he's just not doing it. You know, he's just not as good as I thought he could be, um, uh, taking bad angles and stuff like that. Um, next up is, is Obanaya Okoronkwo. He is yet to take an NFL snap in a preseason or regular season game. And he's also hurt again. He did participate in practice yesterday, which was Tuesday. Um, but there's still, we, we still don't know for sure if he's going to play against the Cowboys in Hawaii. So, I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't take a snap in this preseason, I would say, eh, just go ahead and go, man. Like, we, you're not doing anything for us. Like, we need people who are going to be out there. Uh, linebacker Justin Lawler, who I was actually pretty excited about, um, hasn't really developed in anything. And then, uh, next is, uh, Trayvon Young. Also a linebacker, just not doing, you know, not doing what I want him to be able to do. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that that was a big part of, you know, first of all, the trade last year for Dante Fowler. And then this year, bringing in Clay Matthews, who ultimately wanted to play for the Rams, no matter what, you know, he, he wanted to end his career with the Rams ever since the, the Rams made their return to Los Angeles. He wanted to do that. Uh, but I think that the, the need was also there for us, you know, and, and slip in Samson Abukam back to a backup, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. He has a great motor, but doesn't get home enough for me. I know, I know against the Chiefs, he had those two touchdowns and, and that was amazing and everything. But ultimately, man, I just don't think that, that he is necessarily doing enough. But all of these guys, uh, they, these, these linebackers who are supposed to be, you know, kind of developing, they just aren't. And, and that, that's kind of becoming a problem. Uh, next up is quarterback Brandon Allen. I kind of mentioned it earlier. Brandon Allen absolutely has to do something that's that's pretty cool in order for him to stick around on this roster uh, because I think I think Wolford's absolutely coming for his spot uh, and then running back Justin Davis Justin Davis has kind of been skating by uh, kind of like Mike Thomas in my opinion where he's he's not necessarily doing a, a, a bad job or a good job he's just kind of doing enough to stick around uh, but with the addition of Daryl Henderson, I do think that Justin Davis's his his roster spots absolutely in jeopardy. Um, let's see here. Uh, I think we we've got about everything I want to talk about. So I think you guys know what it's time for. Final segment. It's time to order fan quesos. And you know we're back with the fan quesos. This is one of my favorite segments. Uh, I've definitely missed doing this, but I gotta be honest with you guys. I need more. I need more of these, okay? And then I want to be able to get picky with these. I want to be able to not answer every single one and answer just like the really, really good ones. So feel free to send me uh, questions on, you know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it happens to be. If you're reaching out on on Twitter, it's at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags. Uh, the Facebook page, Ram Showcase, Sheriff Joe Bags page, my personal Facebook page. I don't care. Uh, I do work a, like kind of a lot, so uh, I don't respond right away all the time, but uh, just know I do see stuff, and you can send me questions, but uh, let's go ahead and hop right in. So this first one comes from Brett. Brett wants to know, input on our O-line, will it hold up this year like it did last year? 
I see no reason. I mean, it's, it's football. It's a violent game. It's it's an aggressive game. The trenches are where a lot of things happen. But uh, ultimately, I think we have a pretty strong offensive line. And if I had to pick out a weak spot now, I don't even know where I would go with it. I mean, you have to go, obviously, you'd probably say one of the, the young guys, Noteboom or Allen. But, I mean, Noteboom looked awesome last year and Allen looked awesome last year. Like, it, it, we might really be to a point where our weak spot is the old guy, Andrew Whitworth, and that's only, like, at the end of the season, because early in the season, he's fine. Uh, but he is getting up there, and it's hard for him to have a long season, and especially, I know, it, last season was long, alright? It was exhausting, even for me. <laughs> and I know that sometimes sounds ridiculous, but, I mean, that's a long season. I've never covered the Rams for a season that long, and it, it took a lot out of me, and uh, it was almost like, I don't know, it's just... It was exo- It was so much fun, though. I, I would I would do that over and over and over again, back to back to back. I don't even care, because that was so much fun. But it's also it was also exhausting. And after the season was over, like after the initial hurt went away after that Super Bowl, man, I just kind of like I was rested. I'm like, oh man, like all, almost happy that it was over. But they was like, no, I want it back now. Like now now we're here. And I gotta say, playing the Super Bowl makes the the off season feel a lot shorter which I'm all for, so if we can keep that going, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, but to answer your question, no, I'm not really actually concerned about the offensive line. Uh, I think that the, the depth is a concern, so if we do have some injuries there, that, that could be a problem, but ultimately our starters are really strong players, uh, not, a, not a weak starter anywhere on the roster, and I don't even know where I would pick the weakest starter on the team. Uh, let's see here, this next one comes from Steve. Who has been a surprise standout so far? Which new addition are you most excited to see play this year? Uh, so who has been a surprise standout so far? I mean, I would say Greg Gaines. I didn't really expect him to come in as a rookie and impress like he has. Uh, so that's really cool to see. Which new addition am I most excited to see play this year? I'm actually going to say Clay Matthews. I don't think he's going to be that, you know, the, the, the guy that he used to be. But I think he's going to come in in some really important situations where the Rams, like, you absolutely need a stop here, and he's going to he's gonna just do it, you know, because uh, he's got that experience, and he's absolutely good enough still to do it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see Clay Matthews. I, I really am. And uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. I mean, we didn't bring in that many people this year. Uh, Clay Matthews is probably, like, the biggest name uh, aside from like you know, the rookies, because I am excited for Taylor Rapp, but I'm excited for Taylor Rapp next year. I'm not excited for him this year. He's going to be sitting on the bench most of the time. So um, who's that? Uh, Nick Scott, actually. He could he could get some playing time as a rookie on, on special teams, and I think he could be really good too. And especially with uh, Corey Littleton being more of the linebacker, and he's you know the kind of like the captain of the defense at that linebacker spot, uh, he... He, he's kind of, I, I feel like Nick Scott could come in and kind of take over that special teams role for Corey Littleton, and I think he can absolutely do it. Um, you know, Corey Littleton has a knack for blocking punts, but let's see what Nick Scott can do. So I'm down for that. Uh, Travis, who is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, wants to know, you want to catch these hands in a Week 10 bet? Yo, bring it on, Travis. You ain't got nothing. All right, so I, I don't know what the, I can't do any predictions or anything yet, but I will tell you guys, uh, Travis is a is a good friend of mine. He actually is in Denver, so he's not that far from me. Um, but he he is a Steelers fan, and he also has a podcast that I've been on a few times. And I, I'm gonna go ahead and have him on on my show uh, when it comes time. So week ten, you guys will hear from Travis. So I'll make sure that you guys can uh, can get some jabs in, or at least uh, maybe ask him some questions. I'll give I'll I'll open it up and and let some listeners ask some questions to Travis uh, because uh, he, he, he apparently wants a bet and I think we can absolutely get this done. Uh, maybe, maybe we can also get some help from you guys on what this bet should be. Cause I'm not really a, I'm not really a gambling man. And I also, I, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Like wear a Steelers Jersey while I record my podcast. There's no cameras on me. You couldn't even tell that I did it. So I don't know. Kind of hard to, hard to tell with that one. This next one comes from Brett. Brett's got a couple here in a row. Uh, with Cup back, do you think they or who do you think will lead our team in receptions, yards, and touchdowns? I think Cup is a candidate for all of those, but also I think we are now finally seeing throughout the league and even fans and other players and everything 
Robert Woods is absolutely getting his respect now, making it to the top 100 on the NFL top 100 list. That was absolutely incredible. I didn't expect it, to be honest. I feel like Robert Woods is like the the secret that only Rams fans know about, but not anymore. Now he's on the top 100 list. He's looking real strong. He can absolutely do it. He is so talented, and uh, he was just in a terrible situation in Buffalo, but you know, we got him. We got him in the right spot now, and uh, now he's playing how how I think he should be playing, and uh, he's doing awesome. But Cup, I mean, Cooks, I think is more of kind of a home run threat. He hasn't really done. Uh, he had a great year, but I don't know what I expected in my head of what Brandon Cooks was going to do to this offense. He didn't necessarily do that though. I mean, it was kind of still a committee thing, and and Josh Reynolds, I don't think he's necessarily going to lead the team in any of these statistics by any means. Uh, but he's absolutely good enough to to start on on some other teams. So I mean, oh, next question: Do you think Josh Reynolds is a starter on another team? Uh, yeah, I do think so. Um, I, I think that I, I didn't like go through every roster or anything. Uh, but there's absolutely most teams Josh Reynolds could absolutely at least get a, a like a wide receiver two spot because I mean he's not going to be. If you if you sent him to Houston, he wouldn't be above Hopkins, but he would absolutely be a number two. He would be behind Hopkins for sure. If you sent him to like Atlanta, uh, I I don't know if I would say he'd be better than Jones and Ridley, but he'd absolutely be right in there. Uh, but most teams, I would okay, let's say one more. I'll just use one more example: the Browns. I'm not sure how high he would be on the Browns depth chart, but. But but he would be, I mean, he would be used for sure. I mean, because they've got some pretty strong receivers. I mean, I'm a big fan of Antonio Callaway. Uh, I I mean, obviously we know who Odell Beckham Jr. is. And, and Jarvis Landry, he he did an awesome job last season as well. So uh, that would be kind of a hard placement. But most most teams, Josh Reynolds could absolutely get on there and, and, and have a high impact and, and get a lot more reps than he could with the Rams, which is... It's unfortunate, but also I really love having one of my former Aggies who I watched all four or all of his seasons him play a lot in his first seasons. But uh, I, I watched him play a lot at A&M and, and now to have him come to the Rams, I think it was just a really cool thing for me personally. I'm super selfish in that way. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that he doesn't leave after his four years, but... You know, it could very well happen, especially if, you know, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, who's here for a while, and Cooper Cup, who I think would absolutely get extended before Reynolds. Uh, I, I think, you know, I, it would suck to see him leave, but ultimately I'd be happy for him in his career. Uh, let's see here. Next one comes from Steve. If Goff goes down for the season, how far does Bortles take us? Bortles doesn't necessarily take us anywhere. If Goff goes down... I think it all falls back onto McVeigh and putting Bortles in a situation where he can succeed. And I think that the Rams could go all the way with Bortles, but I think that's not, it has nothing to do with Blake Bortles. It's not because Bortles is, is awesome, you know, and I, I just, <laughs> I just think it's because of McVeigh and Bortles is good enough and has enough starting experience that McVeigh could absolutely work with him and, and go far with Blake Bortles, but Jared Goff just has the the better deep ball, the better accuracy. He fumbles more than Blake Bortles does, so we got that, I guess, if we're going to do a full-on comparison here, uh, but I, I'm not super concerned. Also, I mean, we, we kind of, I, I hate doing this, but we've also had great luck with, with Goff, and he hasn't needed to go down, or we haven't needed, you know, I mean, it would have sucked last year if Sean Mannion's out there, because Sean Mannion he cuts off half the field and doesn't go through his reads and also can't throw accurately. So, uh, so that would have sucked, but, but Bortles has enough experience that I think we could absolutely, uh, we could keep it going. We could keep it going with Bortles for sure. Uh, next one here comes from Ben so far, who is winning the battle at nose tackle. I know Joseph day was doing better in OTAs and camp, but it looks like Gaines played better against the Raiders. Uh, yeah, I would, I would say so. I think Gaines did an awesome job against the Raiders, but I also think Tanzel smart did an awesome job against the Raiders. In OTAs, it's a weird thing because I'm not there. I'm not watching. I'm not seeing what's happening, uh, like under, you know, all, like all this stuff that's going on in camp all day. I'm just kind of seeing reports, and I don't like to report reports because I think that's a little ridiculous. So, as far as Joseph Day stuff goes, I mean, I've I've heard some really really good things, um, but I don't think we know yet. I don't think we know who's gonna win ultimately that battle. If I had to pick a winner right now and say who's in the lead. 
I would say it's Greg Gaines. He's got the he's got the look, he's got the talent, and you know I think he's just he's just lacking the experience. And obviously, there's only one way to get that: put the dude in. Let's do this. And a nose tackle isn't gonna like. I mean, it's not. We're not gonna go down, you know, terribly if if our nose tackle is is kind of struggling. So we need to switch him out too. So. Uh, we, that, that's the good part of these position battles is we don't know who's going to start. And if, if Gaines wins and is struggling, let's put in smart, put in Joseph Day. It's fine. You know, just keep it moving and let's, let's see who is productive and let's win some ball games. Uh, next one here from Ben, who is winning the battle at middle linebacker? I've kind of heard that Hager is winning the battle, but I personally want to see Kaiser in that spot. And the reason I'm not like a Bryce Hager hater. A Bryce hater, but uh, I, I think that he's been here long enough that if he was ever going to break into the starting role, uh, the starting lineup, and be, you know, really productive, I think it just would have happened already. And the reason I say that is because it's there's been times where the Rams have struggled with linebackers, and Hager was still sitting on the bench, you know. So I I, I don't know if that's if that's me just kind of putting him in a box and not accepting that he can get better. I don't I don't know. But I don't know, man. I, I kind of just want to see Kaiser, but I think Hager is going to win it. But that's okay with me. You know, whatever, whatever the, I, the coaches know more than I do, and they're better at this than I am. I'm just a guy that talks about them. They're the ones actually seeing them, talking to them, coaching them, all that stuff. So I'm sure whatever decision's made, it will be the right decision. But I personally, from my perspective, out in Colorado, uh, you know, 17 hour drive away, uh, I, I would, I would put in Kaiser. <laughs> For what it's worth. So uh, let's see here. Only a couple more for you guys, and then I'll let you guys get out of here. So uh, Mark wants to know, do you think the Gurley and Henderson uh, combo will be an elite one-two punch? Uh, you know, I, they, it, it has the ability, and I think Henderson is a very exciting player. Averaged eight yards per carry through his career in college. Not just a, not just a year, not just one season or anything. If you look at his college numbers, they're insane. His his last season numbers look like some some running backs career numbers and and he's an amazing player so uh, I I think I mean we obviously know who Gurley is we know Todd Gurley is one of the best players in the NFL uh, according to the NF, the NFL players he's top five in the entire league at any position so so that's a good thing but Henderson I'm I'm excited for Henderson man and. This has kind of been a thing. The Rams have been through a lot of running backs, a lot of backup running backs. But Henderson, there's something about Henderson that kind of sticks out to me a little bit. And I'm excited to watch him play. And I'm excited for this week because we get the Cowboys and it's looking like he's going to have a heavier workload. And my last question here is from MJ. Welcome back, MJ, to Brave Showcase. Uh, uh, MJ wants to know, who is going to be MVP of the team this year? As long as Aaron Donald is here, he will be the MVP of the Rams. As long as he is putting on that helmet, he's the MVP of the Rams. If that answer is too easy for you, then I'm going to go with Greg Zerline. Because <laughs> Jeezy, man, he's clutch. He, is, he's, he, he knows when to put it through. He knows how to. He's good at it. And, you know, without Jeezy, we may not be in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things we can look at. And I know that... Some fans were getting really frustrated with with Greg Zerline because of his injuries and stuff like that. But, but man, I mean, it, would you have rather had Cairo Santos taking that that field goal in in overtime against the Saints in the NFC Championship game? Not a chance. I would rather have Greg Zerline be on the bench all season and come in just for that kick than have Cairo Santos or you know Sam Ficken be our kicker all year and then take that shot i would i would rather have zero line i just think he's more clutch i think he's better i think he's stronger leg i think he is absolutely in position to to win us some games he's done it before he's done it plenty of times and uh he's gonna go down as one of the one of the best rams kickers ever and the rams have had some awesome kickers you know we know that we know the names you know wilkins lansford brown all those guys so uh a lot of good kickers but Zerline's going to be known as one of the best, and uh, I he could very well take the all-time scoring, you know, the the point record for the Rams. He could take that from Wilkins, but uh, that's obviously quite a bit away still. So 
Yeah, we gotta we gotta wait. But uh, that's gonna do it for Rams Showcase. Make sure you guys check out the the Cowboys and Rams on NFL Network at 7 p.m. Los Angeles time. That means that game kicks off at 10 o'clock if you're on the East Coast. All right, so it's Saturday night. So luckily, luckily you guys can stay up late for that one because it's gonna end at like 1 a.m. But it's preseason. It's Rams. So you know you know it's important. You gotta just do it. You gotta do it. Make sure you guys follow me as well as the show on all your favorite social media. And that's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Also, please do me a favor and subscribe to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel and check out the good old days and share with all your friends. And I will tell you guys this if you guys watch that video and write a comment and share that video. You guys might win something. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not making any guarantees. I'm just saying you, you might. You might win something. We're getting some new Ram Showcase merch here soon, and you guys might want some of it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm gonna say about it. All right, but that is gonna do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.